Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's episode of Money Diaries is brought to you by Intuit, proud makers of TurboTax, QuickBooks, and Mint. It doesn't matter if you're self-employed, thinking about starting a side hustle, or just trying to get the most out of your money. Intuit has tools that help you achieve prosperity, whatever that means for you. Easy-to-navigate software like QuickBooks, TurboTax, and Mint help you take control of your finances so you can prosper. Learn more at Intuit.com. Intuit, powering prosperity. I'm Lindsay Stanberry. And I'm Paco DeLeon. And you're listening to Money Diaries, the podcast. Today we're talking about FOMO, or the fear of missing out. So today's guest is definitely feeling the the negative side effects of social media. She wrote about how all her friends are going on these really amazing anniversary trips. Meanwhile, her and her husband, who've been married seven years, have never once been on a vacation besides their honeymoon. Dang. So to protect our guests' identity, we've been changing their names. So today's guest, we're calling Susan. She's 32 years old, um, and she's from South Dakota. So talk about someone who needs a beach vacation. Hello. Hello. We just wanted you to kind of kick things off by telling us, you know, where you are in your life. Oh, God. I am 32, just turned 32. So I have been working now for, gosh, I, I would say nine years. Uh, after graduating, I got my current job at a nonprofit. Between what I make and what my husband makes, we make about 60 to 65K a year. Can you give us a breakdown of the 60 to 65K? Like how much do you bring in versus your husband? So I think this last year, mine was around 42,000. And then he wasn't even sure when I was asking him, but he thought it was anywhere between 20 and 25 maybe. We moved up here for him to possibly start a business. So he's just been doing like carpentry and construction type work on the side. But it's kind of a feast or famine thing. So not not a ton between the two of us. And I know my husband and I have made good decisions, but sometimes, you know, scrolling through social media, you start feeling like, well, shoot, what did I do wrong that that these people have figured out? And how are they able to do all these things that I thought I would be able to do and I'm not able to do? Can you describe in detail what you see on your Instagram feed? I mean, I would say it's like pictures of these really beautiful resorts a lot of times. I've had friends who have posted about, you know, like three-week-long trips to Europe, like Paris and London and Rome. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like all these c- cool places that people dream of going. I feel like my friends have just gone there and not just gone there and stayed in a hostel, like gone there and stayed in like a five-star resort. Yeah, social media is the worst. It's terrible. Yeah. I think a huge part of why it gets to me is because of feeling like I should be further along than I am right now. You're 16 years old and you're like, wow, someday I'm going to be 21. I'm going to be so grown up. And then you reach 21 and you're like, I don't feel grown up at all. And I feel like that kind of happens to me where I'm like, 
I'm 32. I have should have hit these certain milestones, like bought a house and had kids and all these things. And that's just not the way my life went, which is fine. Um, but then when people younger than me got married right away out of college and they're going on these really nice vacations, or at least it seems that way on social media, it's like, wait, what did they do that... I didn't do or how did they get there and I didn't get there. I'm curious, you know, are those friends that you could talk to about this or is it like family? Like who are who are these people taking vacation? Are they hashtag influencers? A lot of them are like friends from high school that I still connect with on social media. They're not just random social media influencers that, that I've never met. <laughs> but yeah, like one one couple that we know, they go on a decent number of vacations. And it turns out that somehow through family, he gets free flights. That's the kicker there. Yeah, uh, which you don't know if you just see, oh, look at us on, on the beach in Mexico. Sure. You know, you can't know that they they didn't have to pay for flights, which, man, I would love to get free flights, but that's not going to happen for us. So I come from a world of financial planning and wealth management. So I spent a lot of time sitting in rooms with couples and talking about how much money they have and how much they spend and how much they, you know, want to put away for retirement and their hopes and their dreams and their aspirations. And I got to say, there's so much that you don't know what's happening. Like, there's so many people who make $5 million and spend $5 million in one. This whole conversation really highlights the fact that there's so many curtains, there's so many layers. It's really hard to know what's going on. So... There's not any advice there or there's no prescription there just to realize that you don't know if somebody's in $40,000 worth of credit card debt to keep up with the Joneses. When was the last time you actually went on a vacation? Well, if if you count vacation as like just going anywhere different, I'd say we go somewhere like maybe twice a year. But usually that's like we drive in our car to somewhere in the States and we camp or we stay with family and it's not like an exciting place necessarily. It's it's not as relaxing, right? Yeah. My husband rock climbs and ice climbs and that kind of thing. So sometimes we'll go somewhere where he can do that. But it's, it's camping. It's not like sure. glamorous and <laughs> luxurious. Um, but the last time I would say we actually like got on a plane and flew somewhere and stayed in a nice hotel or or even stayed in an Airbnb or anything, was my honeymoon, which was over seven years ago. So, And what's your dream vacation? Ooh, my husband and I actually, surprise, got in a fight about this when we first got married uh, because his dream vacation is do things. Like he gets really bored if it just involves just laying around getting a tan. For me, dream vacation is no demands, no responsibilities. You just go and you lay out and you sleep as much as you want and you eat as much as you want or you, or you just do whatever you want whenever you want with no expectations. Somewhere warm? Yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty good to me too. I'm in. Sold. Coming up next, the real conversation our diarist needs to have with her husband right after the break. I have a friend getting married this year, and I found myself overspending on her wedding from the minute she asked me to be a bridesmaid. I spent $75 on her celebratory ramen lunch. Let's not even get started on the cost of the bridesmaid's dress, the bachelorette party, the bridal shower, the hotel, the list goes on. Let's take a moment to talk about your financial goals. It doesn't matter if you run your own business or just trying to get the most out of your money. Intuit's products help you effortlessly manage your finances so you can plan for your future. Learn more at Intuit.com. 
Intuit, powering prosperity. My big question is, and this is a problem that I have in my my own relationship, Ken and I are not always on the same page about how to spend our money. And I'm wondering if, if you think that part of the reason that you haven't committed the money to going on this vacation is because you guys can't agree on what the destination should be. Lindsay's asking the hard-hitting know, questions I right know, now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, but. No, I, I think this is all really good because you're getting me to think about it differently definitely we have had disagreements i'm shocked by that information (laughs) right nobody ever fights (laughs) never about money yeah never Never. no no he's climbed mount rainier a few times actually climbing mount rainier doesn't cost that much but you know eventually buying the gear that he needs to be able to climb mount rainier and money for the gas to get there and all the the permit I don't even know how much that costs all that costs money he has his dreams set on going like down to Patagonia to climb wow there's definitely some of that and I'm like can we just go to the beach one time please when you look at like the difference between what it costs to go to Mount Rainier and then like the flights and the hotels and all that to go somewhere that has a really nice beach in just like in straight up numbers it just seems so much more daunting to go to the beach than oh well we could put a little bit of money aside and he could go do Mount Rainier. Do you participate in the climbing? Do you do any of that kind of outdoor stuff? Yes and no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That yes said it all. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely have no desire to get to the top of any giant mountain. It's just not something that I want to do and I'll I'll climb here and there I've ice climbed but it's just not my favorite thing in the world so yeah it's definitely like his passion and I love that he gets to do it because it's good for him for his mental health and for stretching himself and knowing that he can do these things that are really hard I love that for him but sometimes yeah we do surprisingly fight about the balance of it all Paco sees me. I'm rolling my eyes because my my husband is a big runner and he's a bear to be with when he can't run. Yes. Wait, so you've told him that you want to go to the beach, I I assume this? Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay. I have a cascade of questions. Can you tell us where you're putting your money, how you're spending it, whether or not you and your husband have combined finances or are you taking care of some things and is he taking care of some things? Um, And I'm wondering if there's maybe some kind of uh, overlap there or a blind spot maybe? We have combined finances, but when we first got married, I kind of freaked out after looking at all our finances and being like, oh my gosh, how are we going to be able to afford everything? And it was really just weighing on me. So my husband was like, you know what, you take a break and I'll take over. And then it kind of just stayed that way. So he's he's been the one in charge of looking at all that and I haven't gotten back into looking at it. But now what I think has happened is now he has that whole burden on his shoulders and, I, and I'm and i like blissfully ignorant of it all, <laughs> which isn't good. I'm curious about how much you're putting into retirement. We do save quite a bit for retirement just because we have a few relatives now who are in their 70s, I think, and they're still not able to retire because they didn't wow. set any money aside. And so we're like, well, let's just maximize everything and... I was asking him about it the other day, like what percentage are we putting away? And he said he thinks it's between 25 and 30% of our income. Wow, that's a lot. I I mean, I love love a 30% savings rate, but 
I would break it up a bit. Do you guys ever run retirement projections, which the caveat with the retirement projection is it's totally made up and you're asking like an algorithm to spit out how much retirement you need, one. And two, it's going to be based on whatever you're earning now. So in terms of it being quote unquote right, there's a lot that we could quibble about. But have you ran a retirement projection before and seen, hey, are you in the ballpark? Are you saving too much? Are you saving too little? I don't think we ever have. I don't even know that I've, I knew that that existed. So that's a really interesting thing. Um, I, I just, I'm like, look, can I go do this right now? <laughs> I'd like to know. I have one more thing to add to that. I would say schedule weekly finance time with your husband. It doesn't have to be, you know, several hours. It could just be like, hey, you know, for 30 minutes on, you know, Thursday evenings, we're going to bust open a bottle of wine or a bottle of seltzer. And let's just like talk about these things because they're important. And I know it sounds uncomfortable, but it's super helpful in relationships. One, because of course there's times where you want to bring up finances. And if your husband's in a bad mood or if you're in a shitty mood and you bring it up, it's super easy to become defensive, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've all been there. Yeah. So if you have like this allocated space to go in on these things, defenses are down. Both of you have your expectations like, okay, we're going to talk about uncomfortable crap right now. I would say do that. And then it could bleed into like looking at the finances together and figuring out how much you need to save for the lovely beach vacation. But I think that will really kind of lay the groundwork and really open, obviously open up the lines of communication. I love that. I think that's a really great idea. Like as soon as you said it, my eyebrows went up because I was like, how come I've never thought of this before? (laughs) Well, (laughs) <laughs> my poor husband might be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's finance time. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm also going to go out on a limb and say, maybe you take the vacation without your husband. Ooh, hashtag unpopular opinion question mark. Because <laughs> I do think that those experiences are important. It's not easy, but reminding your husband that there are two of you in this relationship and you don't always love climbing. I think that you should figure out a way to make that happen. Because it's important to you and that's okay. And it's okay to like admit like, you know, I I work really hard. I I save really hard. It's okay to make financial decisions that make you happy. I don't think people talk about that enough. I'm not suggesting you go like into credit card debt for it. I think taking Paco's advice and doing some of those calculations and projections and then saying, okay, you know, part of this is actually figuring out what I need to spend on myself. But when I was reading your diary, I was actually impacted by how much I thought you had such a high quality of life. You are able to invest in your, in the things that you're really interested in and you get to spend time with your husband. I think we all give ourselves too hard of a time of what we should be doing and it seems like you're doing really great. Yeah, the phrases don't shit all over yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I know this like sounds like the silver lining and yeah, it is a silver lining, but you know, those are those are like beautiful moments that people who are hustling and grinding and, you know, they're they're stuck at their work. They don't have they don't have the flexibility and the freedom um, working from home. They don't have that. And you have these like tiny glimpses of like this beautiful, slow, intentional life. And I know it's not a beach vacation, but I think maybe when you when you have those and you can just take a deep breath and really appreciate that, that would at least help you find the joy in the day to day. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And sometimes it does just take someone else looking at it going, you have so many wonderful things to be like, oh, you're right. Why am I complaining over here? I also think you should take the beach vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Awesome, Susan. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to read the diary of today's anonymous caller, 
head on over to refinery29.com slash money dash diary. And if you like this episode, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. While you're at it, rate us and leave a comment. Let us know what you think. This episode was produced by Jessica Chow, Anna Lauren Tufekci, and Jay Brunson, who has an $1,100 road bike just sitting at his mother's house collecting dust. Our editor was Alvaro Ceballos. Our head of post-production is Stacey Scripter. And we recorded at Argo Studios with Paul Ruest. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.